Hi, and welcome to Coffee and Classic Movies by Joshua and Korea. We're husband and wife, and we love to brew and enjoy some coffee and some awesome movies and talk about them. So we hope you enjoy today's episode. Enjoy. And in this corner, at 126 pounds. Oh, no, you didn't. Just tell everyone my weight. We got the magnificent, was it the Queen Stallion? Oh, my gosh. And you told them oh, my secret family nickname. Oh, well, my gosh. I'm Joshua. And I'm Korea, and you're in so much trouble after we're done with this. Sweet. Uh, well welcome thanks for tuning in we have another great cup of coffee and another great film to talk about yeah so this one has this one well one of the reasons why we chose this it's it's blanchard's ra blend or exclusive they have two different ones but this one is it has caramel and toasted almond and spice. Yeah, and it it's a local Blanchard's. They're local, so the hometown. Well, it's the RVA blend that they they thought will represent the city. Yeah, which I find to be quite refreshing mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and and I love it. It's kind of um a little nutty, kind of like, like myself. <laughs> yeah, I like the toastiness of this one. But yes, so like the hometown. The hometown the hero. city. And that goes perfectly with... Hold on. Not, it goes well with the film. Yep, 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 yep. This is the first time you actually had this coffee. Which I didn't find it quite interesting to say about this film. Because you've never seen the film either. Um, because this is the first time... Last night was the first time you watched this film. And... What movie, honey, are we, did we watch and are we talking about tonight? Well, it's Rocky, of course. Yeah, so I told you, every time you hear that song now, you'll think Rocky. Rocky from 1976. You like that? Sylvester Stallone. You like that? I got little tricks up my sleeve. Yeah. How old was he when he, do you know? He's around 30. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Because that's about the age the character was, too. Exactly. That's um, why he played it around that time frame. Yeah, uh, Rocky. So he's a struggling boxer. He's trying um, to make it. Uh, the struggles of life is getting to him. Um, I think this is a film that we can even all relate to. I think he represents the city of Philadelphia quite well. That's why the, that's why the coffee uh, we chose for this film pairs well with this movie because the your character Rocky really fits the Philadelphia story, the city, because he's like a blend. It's a, it's a lot of, unlike most cities, big cities, I'm just saying, let's, let's talk about big cities because they're small cities and stuff. It's very blue collar, which um, he represented that down to a T. You know, he wasn't working in a factory. He was friends with him, like his best friend was in the meat factory. And and so he, he he really represented them. And, you know, a lot of times when we think blue collar, a lot of them are educated, but a lot of them are not. They're not college and some are high school dropouts. And that was kind of like mm-hmm. our main character in this film. 
which I enjoy because this you I have made you watch um several boxing movies that end up being not really about boxing. It just happens to have boxing in it. Yeah, it's really interesting. And one of the things I like about this film is how they um they incorporated community and how the character relates to that. Um you see him you obviously see that he has a relationship with the people around him and that he is involved in in people's lives. And that's I, I thought it was just great to see and you got to know more of who he was as a person and I think you even got to see uh you know, not only what he thinks and why he does what he does, but his values and um I just I I think they started it off really think- well and, and carried it throughout the film. I, th- I would say this character arc is different than most character arcs you will see. Typically, you will find in, in, in stories and films that your main character's arc starts off with something that they need to change. And and then you watch it through the story, and when you get to their act, they have overcome their overcoming in that third act, the challenges and changing and to where they need to be, right? To overcome whatever is there. This story, this 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 arch, is not like that. Mm-hmm. This arch is about a man who learns how to, who actually through the process begins to open himself up to be expressive. This film is about six weeks worth of a picture sample size of this person's life. Yeah, and you you see his struggles too. He's lonely. Yeah, he's lonely. In the beginning of the film, he starts out being a very lonely character. Where he does, he, he loves animals, obviously. And I think the reason why he loves animals, because there's a woman in the pet shop that he really has his eye on. Adrian. Adrian. And and who he has his eye on. But you can tell that like, he's lonely. Yeah. And he has a little studio apartment. He doesn't have a lot of money. The the apartment looks like crap. Oh, you were talking about that one. You're like, where's the Lysol? <laughs> um, which was hilarious. Um, his Again, that's where he's from. But he's walking around. Like, with a smile on his face. Like, everything is so good. He seems, like, just, like, chill. Like, he's, like... Like, he seems very level-headed. Like, he's got... He he would come off as the tough guy. But if you had the chance to really, like, talk to him... Um, you would find him to be totally different. Yeah. Than what, what you... What one would expect. And you see his art go from that person who's like that to... To where he then begins to open himself up and starts to be really vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is which you end up seeing him coming to one of his dreams that he wanted to achieve. And that his dream is not a dream that you would have thought you would have in this moment. But for him was that's what he wanted to do. What made him vulnerable? Adrian. Adrian, yes, I would agree. Also, the the struggles he had within himself. Yeah, I, I would say Adrian. Adrian, when when you see him, like through this whole film, there's there's a couple times there where you kind of got hints of there's there's a deeper layer to our character that he's not really showing people. Yeah. One of them is when he walked the young lady from you know hanging on the corner back to her house like the 12 i think she was like a 12 year old girl and he was telling her not to hang out with with the boys don't stop using the curse words and because down the road that's all that's gonna be your rep 
and that's all they're gonna ever know you by. Yeah, and but, he struggled with that. Yeah, and that, what he what you really find out after he he's parting with such wisdom to this young lady, and when he walk when he's when she walks in the house and he and he kind of stops for a moment, you can tell he's really trying. He's really talking about himself because the rep that he had built when he was younger is still with him today, and he believes it though. Yeah. And you start to see those moments, and but when he when you start to really see him begin to express it is when Adrian comes into his life. I would say when they begin to date, yeah, because when they go on that first date, she's super guarded, she's super guarded, but when they go on the ice, he is just opening himself up when they go ice skating ring, which is kind of funny backstory in the movie, so it. They're a low-budget film. It's a low-budget film. For budget reasons, why they were even alone in the skating ring because they didn't have they didn't have the budget to pay all the extras to skate around them and stuff. But I think it just worked out perfectly for them to be the only two skating around. Because I think it actually enhanced it because he he was talking the whole time. Like he usually does. <laughs> he had no ice skates on, and he he just meant he couldn't. See, that was part of him. You notice that around other people, he didn't really talk about stuff he couldn't do. But around Adrian, he would say, I can't do that. He was starting to be, he was very open with her. Mm-hmm. But in that thing, he started, he was, he became why he began boxing. Yeah. Why he did it. In which no one has ever asked him why he, why he liked the box. Why he started and why does he like it. I also think what helped open her up is the fact that they were doing something that she liked. Yeah. To do. And she, she probably hadn't. God knows when she'd been on a date. Yeah, which, but, which uh, it, you can tell it's been a long time. Well, that's it was then interesting with that character is that you begin to find that she was oppressed in a sense by her brother. Now you you can do the two plus two method with them to know that their backstory that apparently their parents must have died when they were young, and that all they had was each other, and for a while there I think the the all the brother which is Rocky's best friend began to had to take care of her and then the roles began to flip later in life where then to because of that they didn't have contention yeah and stuff and, and he kind of felt they she felt, felt oppressed by him in a lot of ways and being able to do something she loved to do opened her up and him being so vulnerable to her yeah just it it, it was beautiful because they have almost two different... They both had, in that moment, their arcs began to change. Their characters began to change. They both became more open. Especially towards each other. You remember the scene? Mm-hmm. You remember the scene that um, after they had gotten the fight, you know, and they had the press conference, and they're introducing him, and there was some... some They, they joked on him a lot in the press conference, and they're like, oh, they're joking. He's like, I don't care. But then when him and Adrian walks outside... He's because he's leaving, and he kisses her. They watched. It, they actually watched it on TV. Yeah. So they record. He recorded, it, but then. Well, no, it was on. It was recorded. It was recorded and aired later. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So they were watching it together. Yeah. And which, it's like he got a chance. Which was still interesting because, they weren't like celebrating. They were just enjoying the moment. They were cuddled he, up on the couch, right? Yeah, and he was and, more concerned about her hearing about him shouting out her name on on live, which. Which then spoke something, right? That forecast something which was going to happen in the end. It wasn't about the fight. 
it was about them doing it together and and him showing his love for her and yeah. which became a very essence but when they walked outside he was walking away which is a pure, I think one of the greatest mo- camera moments in the whole film and he stops and the clo- and the camera's like on his side of his face profile and she's blurred in the background and he said and he's and he goes you know it, what, what they did say what, you know remember what they said it, and I said it didn't and it didn't bother me yeah he says it does he said it does by like he walked away yeah, his but face the way was, he but his said face it, was drooped down too yeah so the way he said it said that yeah um without having to say the actual words and you got, and and you got you understood that because I think you had a good idea of who he was as a character yeah and how they communicated. Cause you, I how him and Adrian communicated. Do you know how before that scene, before that, remember when they were walking home to his apartment on the first night, how he just, like, basically destroyed himself? Like, he was putting himself down. Mm-hmm. He's dumb. He's a fool. What, which is funny, in that press conference, they did the same thing. And he finally opened up to her and said, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It actually hurts. And, and you can tell them, if you go back to that scene, then... He was just believing what everybody told him. Right. Who he is. And he, he in really in reality, because of that, he was never walking in who he really is. Yeah. So some might be listening like, okay, so you, so you mean this isn't really about boxing, it's just a love story. And okay, so why did he, why did he go through all that he went through? Why did he just, why did he, he still, he did fight in a match. Um, so why did he go through all that? I want to go back to... Uh, Several well, scenes. Well, before that, before that, it's kind of like saying this: if I have a movie that has a person who's a CEO of a coffee, coffee roaster. Oh, we, we know is, we guys talk about coffee. Yeah. Well, yeah, but is then the movie called a coffee movie? Hmm. No, it's called a movie. Wherever the movie's the story is, it a love story, is that a drama? Well, we always assume that as soon as it has a sports in it or a comic book character, we go comic book movie comic book movie, uh, sports movie, boxing. It has boxing in it. Right. But that's not the storyline right. of the movie itself. So I want to go back to several scenes earlier uh, that will I think will help shed some, or give some perspective as to why he did, what he, why he continued to do what he was doing. Um, I think it was Mickey. Was his name Mickey? Yeah, his trainer. Who ended up becoming? Who was his trainer? Yeah, everybody knows who Mickey is. When you talk about Rocky, I'm just letting you know. For those who don't know, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, like people like me who are like, I haven't seen it yet. Mickey's the trainer. Who dies? Who dies in Rocky Five? We saw it yesterday. Who dies in Rocky Five? Josh. Everybody, spoiler. Who cares? Moving on. But he goes. He tells him that you you never broke your nose. Yeah, you're too scared to break. You never broke your nose. Is basically he told me, you're too scared to challenge yourself in life. Right. Yeah, and then then think about this too. Then later on, he said to him that the reason why he never was his trainer because he started to um, run um, money pickups for a local. Basically, you want to talk about gangster or whatever street gangster. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of. That's where that's probably the best where I can come up with at this very moment. Debt collector. Debt collector and stuff. <laughs> and he goes, Because you lower yourself that low, 
to do something like that instead of putting your heart and your soul into the boxing. And and th- but that see that's fun funny though, because something like the typical story was that he would quit that. He would quit, you know, running the debt collection, you know, for this person. But he doesn't. Yeah. Actually doesn't. One bit. That's why I love he, the story. He maintained he actually maintained a relationship with this person. Yeah. He invited him to the, the, the boxing match, the front row in the boxing match. The only thing that really changed with him in this film was his relationship with Adrian. And and and, and with Mickey. I would say with Mickey too. And Adrian's brother, which is his best friend. There like those like three began to evolve. He also changed but, as well. But, it just may not be so apparent. Yeah, he didn't quit. He didn't quit running the deck game. He didn't, you know, stop living in the you know, the the studio apartment, you know, there was a lot about his life that never changed. Yeah. And and to me, it's so beautiful, so, so, so much real life, because this is only six weeks. This movie is only six weeks worth of the story. I mean, that's it, six weeks. Um, time frame. Time wanted. frame, frame, yeah. yeah. So, you wouldn't expect a character to make all these drastic changes. Right. But you could see a character begin to open themselves up. Uh, especially as somebody who loves them, yeah, and you would know, and that and that's so real. That's yeah. what makes it real. even her because she began to open up. Like you, you begin to see her. She stopped wearing glasses, stopped wearing a hat to cover her face, her hair, and her face. She became more sexual in a sense. Um, not trying to offend anybody, but Ex- she became yeah. she became more expressive to him. Um, she started to wear a ni- little bit nicer clothes. She she became a little more of who she really is. And so did he, which then leads to the point of the film was he got this incredible opportunity to fight the champ, Apollo Creed, mm-hmm. right? Knowing that everybody's like, you're going to lose. You're not going to make it. You're not even going to make the 15 rounds of the fight. Apollo thought this was just a piece of cake. Yeah, like, this is a piece of cake. Like this is nice entertainment. Aunt. Yeah. Yeah, this is entertainment. And, all, and it was, was so beautiful was when he came back to the apartment the night before. He sat on the bed. And he started to express to her his fear and doubts about the fight. I'm not going to win. And he he began just kind of go through that. And he and he goes and he goes all I wanted to do basically is um was the word um to finish the fight. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go the distance. I wanted to stand, be standing in the 15th round. Win or lose, I wanted to be standing because no one has ever done that with the champ. Yeah. And to me, to him, that's all he wanted. That was winning to him, to be challenged and to go through. Yeah, to, to grow. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about winning the fight. Or making a lot of money that because this this was a hundred and fifty thousand hundred and fifty thousand when he was only making like less Fighting than Apollo Creed. Le- less than like three to four hundred dollars a week like yeah like, the guy his <laughs> debt collector he was like always like slipping him money here's a hundred yeah. here's five hundred he yeah. gave him five hundred dollars for, for training which was as far as what we the most we seen yeah and give him but he was like always you know yeah which was so beautiful but. When he, you know, the fight, and you're talking about the fight boxing, the fight didn't even last that long in the film. Like, if you look at the time frame, the time run, the whole movie, like, it is so small. Yeah. 
compared to the rest of the film because it's not about boxing. It's about your character. A little fun fact that Sylvester Stallone and, oh gosh, I want to say Walter, but I'm probably... Oh, Weathers. Weathers, okay. I know W was in there somewhere. They they spent four weeks actually choreographing and, and, and practicing. No I see, and, it, and it felt like which really... Did, which then really only lasted like... 10 to 15 minutes on screen time. Yeah. You spend <laughs> you spend so much time preparing than actually doing yeah. it, you know, when it comes time to it. But I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was great because it wasn't about boxing it in itself. It was about, which is so easy to do in, in a story like that. It was about your characters. It was character driven. And the movies that usually we call classic movies are very much, cla- they're character driven yeah. The characters are the heart of it because you fall in love with the character or you hate the character so much. And but that's the point of it. Yeah. Of the story. That's is good that, too. Yeah, that <laughs> that that you you're it's so character driven. You know, the boxing is just something to do. It's, it's like I said, this is not a boxing movie. The character had to, to be a boxer. It's like watching a comic book film. Like when like Captain America Winter Soldier, it's not about a comic book, it's espionage. Like, it's so much more than the genre that they're trying to... People try to label it as. It's so much more than that. Yeah. and Very to, much like our character. He, there was so much more to him than than people realized. Oh, yeah. And he even... And, and more than he even realized himself. And it took him some time to... It took to, him to be challenged. Yeah, to, to see that. And Adrian challenged him. That's why he cried out to her at the end of the fight. He wasn't care about if he what the judge's decision was on about the fight. He was yelling out you know, like as when he started yelling at Adrian. Adrian, Adrian Adrian and then she when she came to the ring, that's all he cared about. They're sitting there trying to read the judge cards, you know, the score and he's too busy worried about her and hugging her and kissing her. And the film ends like that, with not even knowing in that moment what the judge's full score, all the judges' scores were. Yeah. And it just ends, and therefore you don't even know who wins. Technically, you, you if you watch Rocky two, you know who wins, but in that in that little screenshot moment, you don't really know, but you don't really care, because you fall in love with the character and what he begins to care about. What he cares about is what you care about. Yeah, and that's what that's that's what makes a great film. That's what makes a great film. I totally agree. And it becomes something totally different. I mean, it, it. That's when a film when a film doesn't do the traditional stuff, and just go a traditional way, but says we're gonna make this more real, realistic, and real, real. Not everything always goes the way we think, but it goes the way that it's needed. Yeah. Is when the film really stands out. Yes, Tr- traditional or you know just, um, average, storytelling with us. What it told us, you have under you have an underdog. He goes into he prepares for a fight. fight. He wins the fight and he gets the girl. Yeah, but this and the money and, and he had the girl, but who and, knows? and then he gets to do whatever he wants. Yeah, who knows? Fun fact though, I ran up the steps that he ran up in the movie in Philadelphia. That's cool. Yeah, I've never, I've been through. I went no, there. For, I, I went. There, I, I drove. I don't think I've been through Philly. I went there. I left at 2 o'clock in the morning to go all the way up to Philly because my best friend wanted these chocolate-covered pretzels that were homemade from the Amish, the Amish Farmer's Market on 12th and Archer. 
And we drove and got there at 6.30 in the morning. We had to walk around. So we walked all the way to the museum where he ran up the steps. There's a statue right there. That's why I said that movie became an iconic version. Really, really showcased the city. Because this the one, people. the people there. And that's why you have the statue there. That's why we're drinking the coffee we're doing. Because that coffee is made to represent the city here and the people. Yeah. So... You wanted to have some fun facts before we close out? Um, yeah, I like fun facts. So, uh, yeah, I can give a, a, another. He didn't have hardly. He me, didn't. He didn't have much. My brain. Well, he didn't have much money. Um, yeah, he um he did the script in a less than a week. Yeah. Um. I mean Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Yeah, wrote wrote the script. He right. had like a. Hundred six dollars in bank bank account. Hundred sixty or something like that. Less than two. Less than two hundred dollars in his bank account. Right in the script. Um, had to of course make some changes along the way. Um, but like, like for example, the skating ring, how that worked out. Like I think it all. It all worked out. It actually worked fun. out and and showed a, a a a movie that was really felt very real and relatable. Because it, I think what happened was it, it drove it to more care. It made character base. Right. Which was nice. This, by the way, this film won three Oscars: best editing, best director, and AKA the best picture. And I don't. Who th- who would know that? Who who would have thought that? I don't think he thought that. Like, no, I mean, how would you like that? You wrote your first ever screenplay. You never really acted before, and then the 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 and then here you go the first time, and the movie the story that you had created won best picture. Mm-hmm. I mean that's like he w- he was also adamant that he had to star in it. I wouldn't want anybody else. Right. I mean, why would you want because I think like you said if you were talking about some facts about him. Him, and I was like, doesn't that remind you of someone? And and then light ball goes off and he goes, That's that is Rocky Balboa, the character. Well, it was because that, that the character himself is Sylvester Stallone in a lot of ways. It's who who he was, who he was, and who you know in that time frame, and who can accurately portray that, but yeah. Sylvester Stallone, Stallone himself. Yeah. Which then that's why it's like no one else could could done it. Is and good for him. Kudos to him for making sure that no one else that that whoever got the story was gonna allow him to play the part. Yeah, he. he I mean, <laughs> what he got paid compared to what he could have got paid. But see, and, like, and again, it showed it was not about the money. I think this was something to challenge him. Film that challenged him, just like he, the character was very much challenged. Well, if you think about the character, you know, how the character is uneducated, Italian, stallion, all this stuff. That's Sylvester Stallone. He wasn't well. He wasn't well educated. Hmm. He's Italian person, you know, Italian meathead. He, that's what he was labeled as. And grew and, up in a what a working class. Yeah, working class thing. family and stuff. So. In the way that character was him himself, I mean, and then, and it challenged him. It was about challenging himself, and he's he's probably there at the end of the recording yelling for his wife, you know, like <laughs> like the character, because he challenged himself. Um, I think you can tell a lot about that story though. I think it has a, a good ring at home. It's like you know, I was saying when when a movie is a classic, and some movies that we call great films and stuff like that have a good story a good like then it makes you stop and think but this story does too is in the way i think a classic film hits even more to the heart because 
this really challenges you to go, where am I holding back in my life? And and what can really challenge me? Like for him, even him being vulnerable was a challenge for him. Yeah. You know, he said to, you know, I thought it was kind of funny, is that he said to Adrian, goes, I've had 64 fights and no one's broke this nose. And this oh, how beautiful this nose. People have gnawed on it and all this stuff. Well, the first punch he takes it takes in the ring to the nose breaks his nose. Yeah, and now he has to face her in that moment. Like he talked all the smack, but he didn't. He was like he didn't care. Like, mm-hmm. I'll sh- Adrian. I'll be myself with you, mm-hmm. and that's beautiful. And that you that, see the real me. You see the real me, which then if you don't, if you know the rocket story, she dies. If you know, well, I I haven't seen it, so it's okay. But I spoiled it for you. You should know that you watch. But you watch. But you watch Creed. I see yeah. Creed. Was she in the movie? No, she's dead. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I Which is not a great. But see, movie. I watched that. I watched Creed before I watched. Yes. Rocky. Which so, is so I, I didn't. So I didn't catch on. So backwards. How could I have caught on? And I think we're gonna talk about because there's some other great boxing films, quote unquote boxing films. Yeah, um, like like. A million Dollar Baby. Yeah, and I think we're just going to talk Bull. about a lot of, you know, in the same. Yeah, which those episode. are not, which those are not boxing movies. They had to have boxing in it. But they're both, both of them are all character driven. Yeah. Which, which then it really leads it to that down the road to being a classic film. Because both stories don't go the way that you would think it would go. Right. It's funny. More realistic. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> actually, I had to close my eyes. So I'm pregnant. Um, oh, the and part? Cer- there's certain scenes I had to actually close my eyes on. I couldn't watch him drinking the eggs. I caught a glimpse of it, and that's when I was like, oh, let me turn which, my head. Which was so great, because they call it, you know they call that, right? Breakfast of Champions. Yeah, it's it's the Rocky diet. Yeah. Well, I, well ain't my diet. What was so cool is the egg dripped down his shirt. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. But... That he he didn't care that the the director if you look at it back at it, he wanted a clean shot, right? But he Sylvester did not want it. he wanted to be real. If the character is kind of sloppy, yeah, let it be sloppy. If it rolls down and gets on shirt, who cares? It, it, to me, it felt so real and so natural in that moment, right? That like it just it was the essence of the movie. It felt real. I appreciate that. Um, I just did not want to see that because my stomach was starting to turn, and then him and the meat, the meat packing plane. I couldn't, I couldn't watch yeah. all that just meat hanging. Although I love meat, I just raw meat like that. It was, it was too much. It was too much for Korea. So pregnant Korea. Pregnant Korea. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. When you get after you give birth, we'll probably have to record an episode while we're sitting in the hospital. How would you like that? I'm joking, by the way. We people people don't know how like. How much we challenge ourselves. Yeah, we challenge ourselves a whole lot. Which <laughs> we, makes this makes, makes this film, just would do that. Which makes this film so uh, relatable to both of you and I in a way is you know in, in that way I think in we can I think we can relate to this character in so many ways. You know whether you're not challenging yourself, well you whether you are challenging yourself, he comes very relatable. He comes very likable. Yeah. You root for him, you know, even if he's not rooting for himself. True. In a lot of ways. True. But There's he, always someone there. But, but Adrian was in his corner. Right. And which was so funny, she didn't do the typical way which you would think. Oh, Rocky, you gonna do it? You gonna win that thing? No, she, she's she's like, not, and she's not very, she's not super talkative. No, but she, but, this, yeah. but she, but her, what it was is that she was present. Right. No matter how he, when he was leaving out 
out of the locker room. He's like, don't go anywhere. Don't run. Don't skip town. Yeah. No, because she, but how she cheered him on was always just being by his side. That right there yeah. says, you can do it, Rocky. I'm not going anywhere. And go out there and do your best. Yeah. Win or lose, I'm still here. And that right there was the biggest cheerleader he needed. That spoke volumes. Because no one has stayed in his life, you can kind of tell. Yeah. So, yeah, great, 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 great film. Take a shot of this coffee. Please do. And think about it next time you decide to pop a classic film into your, to your streaming service. <laughs> your streaming service. Your Blu-ray. Your DVD player. <laughs> on demand, don't matter. <laughs> Instead of just taking, pulling that crusty bag of popcorn out of the bag. <laughs> crusty, dusty bag of popcorn. popcorn <laughs> popping the microwave and sitting there looking at it and hoping that you don't burn it. <laughs> Why don't you grind you some coffee beans up and you put it in a drip or French press and, t- and drink some coffee with the classic film. Thank you so much for listening to coffee and classic movies we hope you can join us next saturday we like to drop new episodes at 10 a.m don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and family until next time 